That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. And I'm Ada Shen in Paris. China's economy slows, the trade war detente inches forward, and Hong Kongers remain on the streets. Here's your news. China's economic growth slid to the bottom of the government's 2019 target range in the third quarter, the weakest pace in almost three decades amid sluggish domestic and global demand exacerbated by the ongoing trade war with the United States. GDP rose by 6% year-on-year in the third quarter, edging down from 6.2% in the previous three months, the smallest increase in data going back to 1992. The gain was slightly lower than the 6.1 median estimate in a Taishin survey of economists from 23 financial and research institutions. The prospect of a further slowdown in growth is likely to spur the central bank to loosen monetary policy. The People's Bank of China's options include another reduction in banks' reserve requirement ratios, which would release billions of yuan into the financial system for lending, and cutting the interest rate on the medium-term lending facility. The National Basketball Association's crisis in China, triggered by the Houston Rockets general manager's tweeting of support for Hong Kong protesters, has already cost the league substantial losses. The financial consequences may go on and be fairly dramatic, Commissioner Adam Silver said Thursday, but the league is willing to take on the costs to support free expression, he said. The NBA was plunged into turmoil earlier this month after the Rockets' Daryl Morey posted the tweet in support of pro-democracy demonstrators in Hong Kong. He soon deleted the message, but China took umbrage and the NBA's sponsors in the country cut ties with the league. Silver said that Chinese interests asked for Morey to be fired for the tweet. China's foreign ministry has denied that. One of the biggest lingering questions was how severe the financial fallout would be. The NBA is the most popular U.S. league in the world's most populous country, with some 800 million Chinese viewers, and its business there is already a billion-dollar enterprise. China will allow onshore investors to buy dual-class shares traded in Hong Kong for the first time, giving them access to some of the world's hottest startups, such as Xiaomi and Meituan Dianping. 
The country's stock exchanges revised rules bring stocks with different classes of voting rights into the trading links between the mainland and the former British colony. The rules will be effective October 28th, according to announcements on the social media accounts of the Shanghai and Shenzhen stock exchanges. The announcement elevates the importance of the Stock Connect program at a turbulent time as protests in Hong Kong enter their 20th week. Hong Kong exchanges and clearings this month dropped a 30 billion pound unsolicited takeover bid for the London Stock Exchange Group, which cited an existing partnership with the Shanghai Bourse as its quote preferred and direct channel to access China. Tencent-backed ebook platform China Literature will collaborate with Walt Disney to produce online Chinese language versions of dozens of Star Wars novels China Literature announced in a statement Wednesday. The move marks the first time Disney has granted its electronic copyrights on the Chinese mainland. The tie-up will see China Literature translate 40 existing Star Wars novels into Chinese. The platform will also publish one all-new novel with Chinese characteristics written by a Chinese author, according to the statement. Hong Kong-listed China Literature was founded in March 2015 and boasts 217 million monthly active users. The platform has 7.8 million registered authors and has published 12 million literary works as of the end of June, according to the company's website. It seems almost too good to be true. A mobile app that tracks how many steps you take each day and gives you cash rewards depending on how far you walk. Now, Chinese authorities say blockchain-based fitness app Chubu might indeed be a scam. Public security officials in central China's Hunan province are investigating alleged illegal fundraising and a financial fraud at the company behind the program amid claims that it operates a Ponzi-like business model. Chubu works by charging new users one renminbi to sign up and rewarding those who walk more than 3,000 steps in one day with, quote, candy coins, the company says, can be exchanged for real cash through virtual coin trading platform Global Health Blockchain Club. The app has gained more than 20 million users since its establishment in June of last year. Chubu has been removed from both Apple's and Android's app stores, but can still be downloaded via invitation codes from other users. U.S. meat companies are changing how they source pigs in a bid to target Chinese demand after an African swine fever outbreak decimated the nation's hog herd and caused an acute pork shortage. A unit of Arkansas-based Tyson Foods became the latest supplier to say it will prohibit ractopamine in hogs it buys from farmers as it seeks to eliminate the feed additive banned by China from its supply chain. The move positions the companies to step up exports to fill the shortfall as China negotiates to end an 18-month trade war with the United States. Swine fever is spreading across Asia, infecting millions of pigs and causing unprecedented losses. Hardest hit is China, home to half of the world's hogs, where prices of pork have soared. The nation's companies have bought U.S. agricultural products, including 20 million tons of soybeans and 700,000 tons of pork so far this year, and will accelerate its purchases, the foreign ministry spokesman said Tuesday. Let's turn now to Caixin Global Managing Editor Doug Young for a quick chat. Doug, a couple of items that we want to chat with you about this week. First, uh, we're talking about something I've noticed in the last few times I've flown to Beijing, which is how, you know, now you get a cab from the airport, you just kind of roll through the toll booths and the toll plaza. 
uh, a kind of easy pass setup like we have here in the U.S., which is great. And apparently this is going to go nationwide and has been quite the windfall to a particular company. Uh, so tell us, what is this all about? Yeah, it's a, it's a, this is sort of a fun story this week. Uh, it has to do with a, a company here in China that does nothing but make this specialty equipment that, that allow you to pass through the toll booths without having to stop. And, you know, you have a little card in your windshield and that automatically sends off a signal and you get money deducted from your account, uh, or from your credit card, whatever automatically. So, so the story is, uh, this, little anonymous company which name was uh, Genvict don't ask um but that's that's the company's name but they uh just sort of hit the jackpot because back in May this year uh China announced that they are going to get rid of all toll booths or toll plazas as I like to call them uh, which are you know just the groups of toll booths uh, these things that take up the whole street where everybody has to stop when you're getting on and off the highway uh, China announced, hey, guess what? These things are just uh, too much trouble. They're causing traffic congestion. There are too many of them. We're going to get rid of them. Uh, and they're going to get rid of them by 2020, which, you know, <laughs> basically they're not giving themselves a ton of time. So guess what's going to take their place is, is these automated systems. And guess who is one of the main companies making these automated toll systems? It's this company called Genvict. So, uh, Gemvict is, uh, their, their stock is just, you know, obviously gotten turbocharged from all this. And oh, where are they listed? Oh, they're listed in, uh, Shenzhen. And, uh, they, they just put out an announcement in the past week saying basically their earnings for the third quarter, their profit for the third quarter is going to rise by more than 200 fold <laughs> from a year ago. So you can, you can sort of see where, uh, this is going. So, uh, if you're an investor, I'd say, you know, this company looks like a good a good bet, at least, you know, for the next couple of years while everybody's changing over. Great. So we can now pass through the toll plazas a bit quicker. That is wonderful. Uh, let's switch gears here and talk about TikTok, the wildly popular short video app that is the overseas version of a Chinese app called Douyin. Yeah. So this company, TikTok, which, like you say, is the international edition of Douyin, which is actually owned by this really hot company in China called ByteDance. And they've come under the uh, microscope uh, in the last... Well, they, they've been coming under the microscope for a while anyhow, uh, just because China sort of lacks data protection policies um, and then also sort of lacks content screening. So, because, you know, these are all companies. It's a short video company. So, it's, it's basically people uploading media onto it, you know, and, and as Facebook is finding out, you got to really patrol yourself for things like fake news, uh, you know, pornography, stuff like that. Uh, so, so TikTok was already probably under the microscope for that. But then, uh, recently they also came under fire because uh, some experts came out and said TikTok appeared to be filtering its content basically based on its China standards, even though for people in the U.S. So this this caused, you know, a little bit of uneasiness and, and a particular senator in the States, uh, Marco Rubio, uh, actually came out and said, we, we don't want to have Chinese companies coming into the U.S. They're going to basically censor content based on, on their China practices. Yeah, Rubio is uh, known as one of the more assertive panda sluggers on the hill. 
Yeah, he's he's definitely a China hawk. But you know what he said appeared to be true. The, he he was well, he wasn't pointing to a specific case, but this case involving the NBA in China and some controversial remarks appeared to be true, according to some expert testimony, basically saying these NBA remarks that were controversial in China and had basically been sort of scrubbed from the internet, mostly in China, were also scrubbed on the TikTok version outside of China. So uh, basically, Rubio was was raising this concern, and specifically, he was raising objections or, or saying that a uh, uh, an acquisition that TikTok had made a couple of years ago of a, another company called Musically, uh, music, musical.ly for anybody who knows the service, um, should be reviewed for national security, uh, concerns, even though the deal officially closed about a year ago. Uh, he's calling for a reopening of the deal. And we've seen one or two of these before. So, uh, you know, that's just a sign that the U.S. is getting tougher. So uh, that happened last week. And this week, the news is that uh, TikTok has hired a, a big powered law firm and that has a, a couple of its partners are former U.S. congressmen. So basically, it's realizing it's probably or could be in trouble for this particular merger. Uh, and it's hiring some big guns in, in Washington to, you know, try to argue its case that it's, it's going to try and be a good corporate citizen playing by U.S. rules. So we'll have to see what happens. Does it have a chance? Uh, you know, I don't know. Alibaba did something similar when they were getting in trouble over U.S. issues. I think their issue was piracy. They, they hired also some big sort of Washington types. And they're still on the piracy blacklist, but they're, they're still in business. You know, this seems like a pretty savvy move and it seems pretty unsavvy that they got caught for it in the beginning. But, you know, again, this is a company that's just spreading its wings, just going out there. You know, they're learning. They got to play by the local rules. And I'm, I'm sure these expensive Washington lawyers are going to, you know, tell them exactly what they need to do to uh, fit in with the local landscape. So. You know, I would say they have a chance, but we'll have to see. Well, Doug, we'll have to take a close look at your own personal Douyin account to see how you fare. That's right, to see how censored it is, to see how much it's been blocked or whatever. Well, thanks for talking to us. Okay, thanks, Kaiser. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is powered by SubChina and is produced by Kaiser Guo and Tanner Brown with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Thanks, of course, to Ada Shen. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global and to Spring and Autumn and Wu Fei for the music. Be sure to check out all the other shows about contemporary China in the expanding Seneca network. And be sure to follow the news from China every day at SupChina. Subscribe to our newsletter at SupChina.com. Take care. Take care.